Hello and welcome back to 5-Minute Word. I'm Nicole Byram and it's so great to be back with you. Now, before we get started, last time I mentioned that there were some big things happening with Welcome Home and H2H. So I'm just going to give you one of those updates real quick right now. My blog series, Welcome Home, which is all about creating a home culture of emotional safety and joy, is now a paperback. I definitely did not intend it to be an actual physical book when I was writing this blog series, but it just kind of turned into this longer than anticipated thing, and I couldn't be happier about it. It's a short 10-lesson book all about the family, and the first half of it is focused on marriage, and the second half is focused on parenting. So you can find that at Amazon, and it is $9.99. It's just a short book. Each of the lessons, it really doesn't take long, but just some great truths in there. And I went back, and for each chapter, I added some reflection questions. So this would make for a great group study or just a personal reflective study on your own. So Check it out, Welcome Home by Nicole Byram um, on Amazon. All right, stay tuned for the H2H um, news that hopefully I will be able to announce next time. All right, guys, so it is August 18th, and I don't know about you all, but my kids started school today, and while that is such an exciting time, it's also a very busy time. And when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about today, I actually thought about just reading a little bit of something that I wrote for Faith on Every Corner magazine. And this was published in the August issue. So if you haven't checked out Faith on Every Corner, do it. It's a free online magazine. It's fantastic. So many great articles and photography, like, and the articles are very short as well. So it's a great, just a great tool. I like keep it up on one of my computer tabs and just to read like an article or two a day, it doesn't take that long. And it's just always so good and encouraging. But I wrote um, an article called The Good Portion for the August issue. And I just wanted to read a little bit of it because, like I said, I thought it was kind of pertinent to the time of year and the season and the busyness. And so I wrote about a very well-known story in Luke chapter 10, and I'm just going to read a little bit of what I wrote in the article. It's a familiar story, Martha busily preparing her home for Jesus and the many guests who were sure to accompany him. I can almost see her in my mind, scurrying about the kitchen and living space, trying to make sure all was just as it should be for entertaining. Likely, she was playing the gracious host, ensuring her guests had all they needed. After all, she had Jesus in her home. Given the situation, it makes sense that her heart became angry when she saw her sister sitting at the master's feet. As you or I may have done, she indignantly asked Jesus to tell her sister to come help her. To the benefit of everyone who has ever read this recorded story, Jesus did not oblige. Instead, he calmly told Martha that she had been distracted and that only one thing was necessary. He then said, Mary has chosen the good portion, and it will not be taken away from her. It's easy to be a Martha, to be worried and distracted with tasks, serving, and wanting everything to be just right. But Martha's lesson is for us as well. Jesus is the good portion. He is the one necessity in our everyday lives, the source of everything we need. As Acts 17.28 and Colossians 3.11 remind us, in him we live and move and have our being, and he alone is all in all. 
Whatever our day holds, be it child-rearing, meetings, or checking off countless items on our to-do list, nothing we can accomplish in a day compares to sitting at the feet of Jesus. He is our highest treasure and our great inheritance. He is the one who never fails us. The psalmist reflected this truth when he wrote, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Psalm 73, 26. As we continue to live in the chaos and busyness of our schedules, when we find ourselves fretting about how to do it all, let us remember that only one thing is necessary. Like Mary, let us choose the good portion. And my friends, I wrote that just as much for myself as I did for anybody else who might happen to read because we all need that reminder to slow down and just to really think about what is the one thing that is necessary. So whether it's turning down the music and just using that time for worship or prayer in the car after you drop the kids off from school, or if it's being intentional about, you know, putting down the, the phone and not scrolling so much and picking up the Bible instead, whatever that might look like for you, be prayerful about that and look for those times in the day where we can just intentionally uh, turn our hearts and our minds toward Jesus and to just sit at his feet and know that he truly is the good portion. All right, we are out of time for today, and I will see you all next time. Hello, and welcome to 5-Minute Word. I'm Nicole Byram. Thank you so much for joining me today. And today, we are actually going to be talking about the book of Ecclesiastes. But before we get there, I just want to give you an update. So... Back in 2021, my son and I wrote a workbook about attitude for kids called Hottie to Humble, and you can find that on Amazon for $9.99. And here's the exciting part. If you order now, I will send you two free bonus lessons. Uh, we wrote two more lessons over the summer that deal specifically with attitude and sports. So if you would like to get those we will email them to you for free as a bonus when you purchase H2H now. If you already have H2H, cool, great. Leave us a review on Amazon telling us how much you enjoyed it, how it was helpful to you, and we will send you the lessons for free. So all you have to do um, is just email me at n54.byrum, B-Y-R-U-M, at gmail.com. And just let me know that you've either ordered or that you've left us a review, and I will happily email you those two free lessons. Okay, so getting to Ecclesiastes. So over the last couple years, I have been very slowly going through the Read the Bible in a Year plan, and I've been taking notes on each chapter and reading all my footnotes in my Reformation Study Bible. So it is taking me quite a while. I began this in January of 2021, and... I don't know, I'm like not even quite halfway through um, the plan, but it's been very good. And I recently just finished the book of Ecclesiastes. Now, this was a big surprise to me to find um, what I'm about to talk about today in Ecclesiastes, because I think of Ecclesiastes, as maybe you guys do too, as kind of a depressing book, right? It's like the book where Solomon is just writing about all the ways he tried to find happiness in the world and joy in the world and satisfaction in the world and everything is meaningless, right? Vanity of vanities, everything is meaningless. And so you tend to kind of think of Ecclesiastes as being like this depressing book. But when I was reviewing after um, the last chapter, I was kind of looking over my notes 
and I saw this theme emerging and it was really surprising to me because I'm like, oh, it's, I mean, it's kind of the opposite really of what you might think Ecclesiastes to be. And that is all about the joy of the Christian life, the joy that God gives us, the gifts that he gives us to enjoy in this world. And I just, I thought that was pretty amazing. And so today I'm just quickly going to read a couple of these verses to you because it just really opened my eyes to the truths of this book. So I'm going to start in Ecclesiastes 2 verses 24 and 25. There is nothing better for a person than that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. This also I saw is from the hand of God. For apart from him who can eat or who can have enjoyment. That's pretty profound. Like that is telling us that God gives us the ability to, one, to have the good gifts and blessings of life, but then also to enjoy them. And we'll see that theme um, in the next verses as well. All right, so you'll hear me flipping here. Um, Ecclesiastes 3, 12 and 13 says, I perceive that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also, that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. This is God's gift to man. Like, it's his gift to us that we enjoy our work and our fruits, the fruits of our work too. All right, so next let's go to Ecclesiastes 5 verse 19. Give me a second here. All right. Behold, actually, I'm going to start in 18. Behold, what I have seen to be good and fitting is to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all the toil with which one toils under the sun, the few days of his life that God has given him, for this is his lot. Everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and power to enjoy them and to accept his lot and rejoice in his toil, this is the gift of God. All right, and then chapter 6, verse 2. A man to whom God gives wealth, possessions, and honor, so that he lacks nothing of all that he desires, yet God does not give him power to enjoy them, but a stranger enjoys them. This is vanity. It is a grievous evil. So, yeah, that points definitely to us being able to enjoy these things is a gift from God that he allows us to do, to even enjoy them. All right, and then I'm going to skip over to chapter 11, verse 5. Oh, I'm sorry. I did like that voice, but or that that verse, but that's not what I wanted to to mention here. Um, sorry, I lost my spot, you guys. Where did this go? Okay, I'm sorry. Chapter ten, verse nineteen. Bread is made for laughter, and wine gladdens life. These are good gifts. These are gifts um, from God that we can enjoy here. All right, I did like, okay, sidebar, um, verse 5 in chapter 11 um, just kind of talks about life in the womb, and look that verse up. I think it's really cool. All right, I'll just leave it at that. Um, and so, yeah, I just loved, I loved these verses that just over and over talk about the enjoyment of life as a good thing. As Christians, we should be joyful. We shouldn't be mopey, and it is okay to enjoy the good things that God has given us. All right, last verse here is in chapter 11, verse 8. So if a person lives many years, let him rejoice in them all, but let him remember that the days of darkness will be many. So again, if you, for whatever reason, struggle with the idea that as a Christian, it's okay to enjoy 
the blessings of this life, that it's okay to be joyful, it's okay to enjoy your work and the fruits of your labor, rest assured, Ecclesiastes over and over again tells us that it is a good thing to enjoy these blessings and that God gives us this enjoyment as a gift. All right, that is it for today, and I will catch you guys next time.